Better Future Radio. Blog Talk Radio. Hello, this is Students for a Better Future Radio. This is Mark Falzon, your co-host. Ruben Torres, the other co-host, is assisting Doreen this evening. Doreen is rabidly, uh, Doreen, who is the director of our Students for a Better Future group, is rabidly pursuing human slave trafficking, yes, right here in New Jersey. She's a very busy lady. She's hitting pay dirt. Uh, She's a whirling dervish pursuing it. Ruben decided uh, to throw in with her this evening uh, as she pursues this most noble, worthy uh, issue. Uh, You know, it's funny, people... Uh, condemned slavery 150 years ago, as do I, but there's probably over a million people right now, predominantly in Africa and Asia, but right here in New Jersey as well, involved in human slave trading. That is reprehensible. So, Doreen, go get him, kid. Uh, we, we, we salute you. Now, don't forget, Students for a Better Future, we are a 501c3. We appreciate your donations to our webpage. And don't forget, for every dollar you donate, we spend $1.65, or more like Doreen spends $1.65. Uh, so everything donated to us goes towards the course. Now, let's turn towards tonight's topic. New Jersey Trump campaign director will be getting a headache. Our followers know I am a flaming Trump supporter. I remain a flaming Trump supporter. I am happy he's winning all of these five states. I look forward to Indiana and California victories as well so we could finally put all this malarkey to bed and Trump will be the candidate. Now, however... Here in New Jersey, it's a different story. Now, Chris Christie, our governor, our Republican governor, has thrown in with Donald Trump. Kudos to him for that. I will always appreciate Governor Christie uh, because when it looked like Marco Rubio was gaining momentum, our Christie, soprano style, kneecapped Rubio at that debate where his campaign completely fell apart. However, in New Jersey, we're having interesting developments. Let me lay out what, what's happening here. Um, myself and a few other organizers wanted to conduct a non-campaign-related Trump rally in Trenton, New Jersey, May 21st. Permits have already been secured. Now, one of the organizers received a call from a very high-profile Trump official that's been on TV multiple, many times. It was conveyed to that organizer, because there were basically four of us, uh, it was conveyed to that organizer that the campaign didn't want us to conduct this rally. They were concerned about violence. Okay, I can appreciate that. I called that gentleman myself who reached out to our other partner. Left a voicemail, never heard back. I started digging and doing research, you know, the way us grassroots activists can do. Um, 
So we managed to get the email address of Trump's campaign director here in New Jersey. Now, first of all, I have everything, all four emails involved in this controversy posted on Facebook under the Students for a Better Future. It's about five posts down. However, I'm going to read this to you and explain this to you, what's going on here. Now, of course, uh, I'm sorry to disappoint any of their lawyers that may be listening, but you could put your Crayolas down, uh, go out, grab a few martinis, get, get a few lines or whatever the hell it is you lawyers do in your off hours, uh, because all of this is in my opinion. But there are, it will be facts into spring interspersed. Now, here's the first email I sent. I sent it on Tuesday, April 19th. Uh, we can't go by the timestamps on my emails that I posted because for some reason my Hotmail timestamp is fugazi. Uh The dates are good. Here's my email. Hello. I was giving you a from X. See, I'm trying to leave people's names out. Uh, I am working with him on the unofficial, not campaign-sanctioned, pro-Trump rally in Trenton. We have already secured the permit and have huddled with the New Jersey State Police. We are comfortable in the street or on TV and know our way around both. We are assembling our own security as well, comprised of white and black young men. Of course, we are X and myself. Now, I understand our other partner, X, may be backing away from supporting to the rally. He spoke with a Y. I called this gentleman myself and have not received a response. Now, our partner mentioned some fairly serious matters. And now, folks, I'm reading this literally. Our partner mentioned some fairly serious matters that your campaign are considered taking because of this grassroots rally. So, so, mu so much so that for the moment, I have temporarily halted promoting the event, but the permit is in hand. I support Donald staunchly. I am a known Tea Party Democrat and have been a guest on Fox News three times myself. We do not want to be involved in a spat with his campaign. Talk about a lose-lose. So please, at your convenience, so we can put this confusion to bed one way or the other, call me. We only want to help in ways and with things we do now. Let's see, I sent that on the 19th. The next day, I sent email number two. Ms. Martinez, a response would be helpful. Thousands of folks, if not more, are waiting to hear from us, and we can't speak to them without clearing the air with you. Now, that was my first mail. I do not consider that confrontational. I don't consider that edgy. Uh, I consider it an olive branch. Uh, it's all low-key. There's no threats. There's no allegations. There's nothing. We just want to clear the air. After my second email, this is what got my uh, uh, shorts in a twist. Mark, the campaign will have nothing to do with this event. We will not accept any responsibility, liability, or costs associated with this event. See, I find that first sentence troubling. We didn't ask them for anything. 
just wanted to clear the air with them, make sure that they were okay with doing this. Because even though it was not campaign-related, there was no official Donald Trump imprimatur, we just wanted to garner some excitement, get something going, you know, get, get some rub going. So I don't know why this woman, who I will go into after I finish reading the emails, Anyway, I'm going to take it from the top. Her response, the campaign will have nothing to do with this event. We will not accept any responsibility, liability, or costs associated with this event. We do not support or endorse any of the candidates associated with this event. We do not condone your organization or associated candidates using Mr. Trump's official campaign footage to fundraise. We condemn the use of Mr. Trump's brand to promote the candidacy of the event named speakers. Please make more substantial declarations to your attendees and potential attendees that this is not sanctioned by the campaign and Mr. Trump will not be in attendance. Well, isn't that special? So here we have four grassroots activists working their tails off to promote this event, not asking Mr. Trump or his campaign but dying one, not asking them for anything, just wanting to make sure they were cool with this, we got that response. I found, found that condescending, and my this is in my opinion, of course, so lawyers, put your Crayolas down. Uh, in my opinion, I found this condescending and arrogant. This was a Marie Antoinette let-me-take moment for the Trump state campaign director, who, by the way, we researched her too. Again, you know that that silly grassroots activist habit of doing our research and background work, also called due diligence. We see she's been the point person for several lieutenant governor meet and greets, fundraisers, whatnot. So basically, she's a political hack administrative secretary. How this person was put as a state director for a campaign when it looks like she doesn't have much experience, nor does she have any sense of judgment. Although I have to say, this loyal, this letter to me, after I read it several times, looked like some lawyer dictated it or wrote it. She had she cut and pasted. That, that, that's how I'm seeing You know, those lawyers and their Crayolas. Anyway, my final response is, well, that, that was as snarky as hostile a mail I have received in a while. I wasn't asking you for Jack, lady. Nothing. I can't believe a nasty little twit and the word is twit because it got back to one of my partners from the campaign team that I referred to this young lady, actually I call this, as a female reproductive organ. No, the word is twit. I can't believe a nasty little twit like you works for Donald. Am I wrong for supporting him? Now I am going to rip you a new one on social media from coast to coast. I love Donald, but you dot, 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 dot. Anyway, that's the email exchange. I was very upset by this. I'm upset because here we have the the gentry, the GOP establishment. Who, they obviously took care of themselves. This young lady, and I know she is a young lady, 
did administrative secretarial work for them. So all of a sudden, boom, uh, they pay her back. Obviously, Chris Christie's calling the shots in Jersey for Trump uh, because he did endorse him early on. Trump is obviously giving him uh, all the rope he needs in New Jersey to run uh, this campaign because he trusts them. But th- this response we received, my, my initial reaction was, is this campaign director uh, GOP establishment two-face in disguise, incognito? Because I don't know about you, but if I'm a state director and I have grassroots folks passionate, anxious, you know, ready to hit the boards, the last thing you want to do is take the air out of the balloon. What is wrong with you, ma'am? I mean, maybe you bit off more than you could chew. Maybe if the position and the salary offered you uh, should have given you a second thought, and he should have said, you know what, Mr. Christie, I don't think I'm qualified to do this. Now, the good news about all of this is the last poll I just saw yesterday, Donald Trump is up 28% in New Jersey. I'm leery about that. Even though I want to see Donald win the primary, I want to see a Donald Trump president, let there be no doubt there. I'm leery about this 28%. Here's why. I know the crew supporters in New Jersey have been very busy, and God bless them. Uh, they, they've been working hard. I know because uh, a Tea Party contact was sending out emails, of which I was one asking, if you support Cruz and you want to be a New Jersey delegate, contact me and they'll set it up. I, naturally, being a Trump supporter, declined. However, I don't see any emails going out anywhere on behalf of Donald Trump. I don't see any excitement being garnered by the Trump New Jersey state director. I see nothing. Um, I was going to ask Doreen, but she's been too busy because she's an official Republican. You know, she donates and everything. She's on all the lists. If she has gotten anything from the Trump campaign in New Jersey, uh, I, I, I know it's like five, six weeks till the primary, but we're all here in New Jersey. We're focusing on New Jersey. Where's the action? Where's the commotion? Where's the promotion? What are you doing, lady, besides having this condescending and, in my opinion, arrogant, unknowing attitude of slapping down grassroots people who only wanted to to, to conduct a non-campaign affiliated, and I mentioned that numerous times, a non-campaign affiliated pro-Trump rally. Now, I'm just astounded that someone could take this attitude like we were uh, robbing something from Donald Trump, like we were trying to shake down the citizens of New Jersey and make money off of Donald Trump when those people who are active in these type of affairs know how these things go. You do try and raise money. You do have a GoFundMe. And you're happy, you're tickled if even 50% of the expenses are covered by the funds acquired. 
No one was thinking we were going to make money off this, Miss Katie Martinez. If that's where your your dirty little mind was going, in my opinion, of course, put those Crayolas down, fellas and ladies. Now, anyway, so this is the issue we're having in New Jersey. Trump is a juggernaut, a steamroller, a tsunami, all through the Northeast and whatnot. But here in New Jersey... We have the campaign director who is dyed in the wood, wool GOP establishment hack, hosing down the Trump supporters. Good move, lady. You know what? Uh, being that how I've seen things in the world, I think she deserves a promotion. We haven't, you know, you've heard of the Peter principle. We haven't got there yet. Because you know, we're not just talking about incompetence. We're, we're, we're talking about Gross ignorance, for God's sakes. Now, let's look how Albano's doing tonight. The last I saw, he had five states in the bank. Although, isn't that something with that uh, Pennsylvania? You know, it's funny how A lot of this wasn't noticed until this campaign, how some of these states are so shady. You know, here here we think we've seen it all in New Jersey, but uh, some of these other states really take the cake. I mean, they, they really take the primary selection out of the hands of the rank and file and the electorate, and that's obscene. I mean, it, it just goes to show you... Oh, how much Donald has exposed what we unknowingly, when I say we, I mean the Tea Party, I mean conservatives, I mean patriots, what we have been up against all along. I now believe, by the way I'm witnessing the GOP establishment handling of the Trump candidacy, I believe now, and I believe this in my heart of hearts, that they didn't want Romney to win. That Obama in the White House and a Republican full Congress was their goal, their objective, and their dream. Here's why. They agree with Obama's agenda. They agree with most of this garbage going on here. They agree with the degradation and the dilution of the United States, but they want President Obama to take the blame for it. Because we now witness that, yes, the GOP could fight dirty. Yes, the GOP could fight with brass knuckles. Yes, the GOP can kneecap their enemies. So what have they been doing the past six years, I'm going to say? Because the first two years of the old jackass presidency, don't forget, he had a Democrat, a full Democrat Congress. We had Pelosi and Reid. Talk about being nauseous. But after 2010, we took the House back. 2014, we took back the Senate. Now we have to grab the White House. We have to complete our revolution because this is what we are with Donald. This is a revolution going on here. The GOP establishment behind the scenes clearly agrees and cooperates with the Obama agenda. Don't agree with me? Let's look at the Corker event. 
We have the Iran capitulation that some call a treaty, some call a deal. It's a treaty. It needs two-thirds vote in the Senate. What do the Republicans do? Pass a bill that they need two-thirds to stop it. So instead of the onus now being on a jackass trying to get two-thirds Senate approval for the Iran capitulation, which, by the way, he never would have gotten, now the, the strenuous uh, maneuver is now on the Republicans. They need 67 votes to stop him. Senator Corker from Tennessee, you're worse than Benedict Arnold, okay? At least Benedict Arnold fought and bled for his country before he sold us out. You are pond scum. But you have to wonder, who put him up to this? I mean, I'm sure... Uh, from what I'm seeing of this guy, I don't think uh, he had the original idea to pass this amendment. He was instructed by the GOP establishment, pass this bill. We want Obama to capitulate to Iran. We like this. We love this. Pass the amendment. Pass the bill. Pass the legislation. And they did it. So I don't want to, you know, I'm going to repeat this again. 2008, my friends will witness this. I told everyone, don't count too much on these Republicans because they'll stab us in the back in a New York minute and betray us to the Democrats. Sadly, that observation has come true. So this is why the venom, the the vitriol, the, the deceit, all focused on Donald. No one, none of these New World Order, Robert Barron, GOP slash DEM establishment criminals and sellouts in all their calculations for this election. Obviously, and now I've been in the corporate world a long time. You just don't start working on these things a few months ahead of time even a year ahead of time. Some of these plans are years out. No way could they have figured Donald. I'm sure with the money Jeb was raising, they had figured it was going to be Jeb against Hillary. A win-win for the political establishment. Uh, You know, the, the way I'm seeing it now, it's heads the Democrats win, tails the Republicans lose. The sad part is, All of us in America also lose. This is terrible. This is why Donald is surging. Now, this week, everyone was making a big hoopla of the the, uh, Kasich-Cruz alliance. Wow. I talk about too little too late. All that does is underscore Donald's, one of Donald's main arguments that it's the establishment is the trouble the politicians are the problem. You know, they enrich themselves. They take butter their bread. They feather their nests. And you and I be damned. Democrat, Republican, don't matter. They're all feathering their nests. I mean, I would love Donald Trump to be president and do an investigation into all these green loans, green corporate loans. I, the Obama administration, in just one of their robberies going on is pilfering tens of billions of dollars to their supporters, to their causes, to their initiatives, 
under the guise of it's for green development, man. I'll give you green development. It's pitiful. Just that issue alone warrants prosecution of God knows how many people. Excuse me. I wet my whistle. Now I'm looking. Let's see, Donald's up to, after, as of this moment, up to 927 delegates closing in on 1,000 in the 1237. Let's see, I'm looking on the web. It says, Connecticut, Trump wins 16 delegates. Delaware, Trump wins 16 delegates. Sorry, my computer's a little forgetting. Maryland, Trump wins. 26 these go. They're giving him 26 of the 38 so far. Pennsylvania, he gets the 17. Those 54 are in doubt. Rhode Island, 19 delegates. Trump's winning. He gets seven so far. So that means he's even got more delegates coming tonight to add to his 927 total to get him close to 1,000. Because, folks, I'm telling you, we need this Donald Trump. We really do. Also, now, I want to say... Hey, if you want to call in, call in. The board's open. Our number is 646-915-8117. Last week we had a caller. He called in about, I want to know about statutory rape. That was interesting. You know, when I say statutory rape, I mean your relations between an, an adult and a young adolescent. So if you want to call in, bring it on. <laughs> If you want to talk about the unqualified Bush League heavy-handed let me take Trump campaign team in New Jersey, you can call on that too. Or maybe one of their lawyers could put down their Crayola, put down your martini, and if you aren't slurring your speech yet because it is 926, you can call in. Yeah, I'm still here. Oh, I'm having uh, computer issues with the Block Talk studio. Here we go. Okay, if you want to call in, come on, let's go. Bring it on. Uh, if you're a crew supporter, oh, we, we could have a discussion. Uh, if you're a Kasich supporter, a Hillary supporter, if you're a... Uh, member of the GOP or DNC establishment, we'd love to have you as our first course on the air. Uh, you can call in. Um, we're just excited that Donald is taking everything. You know, uh, I have some very close friends that are crew supporters, some very dear friends. And so far, we've actually remained friends. Of the friends that I have, no one's unfriended anyone. No one's blocked anyone. Uh, I'm very happy about that. You know, the thing I tell, I've always told everyone in the Tea Party movement, candidates come and go, elections come and go, we will always be here. So I'm glad that I've maintained these friendships. But I have a lady, Hal. And she's just, we're just platonic friends. She's married, I'm married, uh, in Virginia. 
she's 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 anti Trump to the point of hostility. We we go at it. Uh, uh, the thing that disappoints me, not just about her, about the Cruz supporters, is your eagerness to recirculate this leftist propaganda about Donald. Uh, that's usually when I would uh, take my gun out of my holster and start firing. Um, you know, and that's one more reason I was very upset with these Trump people in Jersey because I know I myself, any Marxist or squeaky wheel, excuse me, 21st century squeaky wheel LGBT kooks, crew supporters, uh, GOP establishment hacks, Marxist, pro Muslim jihadist, bloodthirsty savages, anyone crossing my path, I would eviscerate them. Uh, we've been working on this rally for weeks and weeks. Actually, my partners, more so than myself, even, which is why, and one more motivation for my over the top response, because I'm watching people that I love, that are sincere, that work hard, just get slapped down by some unqualified youngster who has no clue as to down at the street what goes on uh, with regards to politics. You know, uh, she's at these fancy restaurants signing in the hoi polloi, you know, interacting with the 1%. Isn't that a marvelous life? While we're out here in the street, down in the gutter, willing to confront anti-Trump people and forget about support. Forget about even being ignored. How about told go to hell? You are so special. Uh, I look forward to encountering this Katie Martinez in the future uh, because uh, seeing her age and inexperience, don't worry, uh, I'll, I'll put some cotton balls on my gloves when I knock on a fanny at the next venue, at the next opportunity I have. It won't be that painful. It won't be bare knuckles, Katie. But uh, you've ruffled a lot of feathers here in New Jersey. Uh, you're actually impacting the Donald Trump race. And if you think he leads by 28%, uh, well, you know what? Maybe now that he's gaining momentum and he's turning to a tsunami, possibly. But one thing I've learned in, in, in my, uh, uh, since 2008, and I'm a quick study, is you can't take anything for granted. You can't take your foot off the accelerator. You have to keep pushing. You have to keep hitting. You have to keep whipping until the polls close, for God's sake. Uh, and that's not what I see being done. What I see being done are a bunch of gentry, a bunch of people who consider themselves nobility, the, the party upper crust, not willing to even recognize the efforts of grassroots folks. You are terrible. You have a lot to learn. Anyway. Let's see if we've got any calls.
Anyone's calling in? And no. Come on, baby. Bring it on. Yeah, I'm looking at a friend of mine posting on Facebook. And she's saying, I will support Donald Trump. We will defeat Hillary. And we may not be happy with everything he does, which, of course, we won't be. Who agrees with anyone 100%? But I know my life and my kids will be better with Trump as president than a Hillary or a Bernie. Word. That's basically the attitude out here. Yeah, and especially uh, I know some of my uh, cruise friends came at me when Donald came out with his bathroom garbage. Uh, I find this pathetic. I really do. And now because of this, when I go out, I I personally guard the bathroom door. Now, if you have someone, let's say Caitlyn Jenner, if my wife and daughter are in a public restroom and I'm standing outside the door and a Caitlyn Jenner comes in, I'm not going to stop her. I'm not going to bother with her. She looks like a woman. But if I see some six-foot-one hairy ape wearing a print dress, think a hairy ape, and that's not racial because I'm thinking of a white hairy ape, um, thinks he's going to walk past me into the bathroom. He's got another thing coming. Now, I've been discussing this on Facebook, and one LGBT supporter was laughing at me saying, if I did that, if I stopped a man with ostensibly a man from going into the woman's room, that not only would I be arrested, fined, possibly imprisoned, I would be labeled, me, a sex offender. So isn't that special what we have going on here? The leftist perverts now are in a position to accuse us normal people, us red-blooded folks of being a sex offender. How absurd is that? I almost look forward to doing this. I almost look forward to having my day in court and challenging this and let the chips fall where they may because as I sit here alive and breathing, I'll be damned when my women folk and our women folk use facilities, public facilities, that I'm going to let a man walk past me and go in there. Not happen to Charlie Brown. And hopefully it won't be a violent confrontation. Hopefully, you know, you could just wait a few minutes till my ladies come out and then go be a pervert, help yourself, you nutcher. Uh, hopefully it won't be violent. Hopefully nothing like that will happen. But I will not let you pass me. And you know what? Uh, from what I'm seeing on Facebook, I'm not alone. So, folks, I'm asking, keep your eyes out. If you hear about a situation like this where a red-blooded American male, white, black, I don't care, Christian, Muslim, Jewish, I don't care, if a red-blooded male goes to stop a man, an ostensibly obvious man, from entering the woman's room and there's proceedings or charges or whatnot, you get your fannies down to that courthouse and support him. We have to let these judges and these leftist perverts know, okay, well, you, you manage to sneak this in people like the little worms and insects and termites that you are. But guess what? Out in the light of day, it, it's not holding water. Now, I saw someone else canceling something for North Carolina, some other concert, and I would ask people out there, you know what? Just like the uh, Chick-fil-A 
boycott. Remember when uh, the the twenty first squeaky wheels uh, gay movement uh, got their shorts in a knot over Chick Fil A because the owner said he believes in traditional marriage. <laughs> it was such a stupid thing for the owner of that company thinking he had freedom of speech, but the response by the citizens of the country was overwhelming. Chick Fil A uh, when the word went out across America to patronize them, to support them, and support their owner. The response was overwhelming, almost like this Trump candidacy. It was overwhelming. They set records that I'm sure they will never meet again in the Chick-fil-A chains. You need that type of response if someone in your community is looking out for his women folk and will not permit a man an ostensible man from entering the ladies' room. You know, I, I love these LGBT squeaky wheels saying, yeah, but, but this and but that, but that. Because if you have someone who looks like a woman or looks like a man, they're going to go into that bathroom. No one's challenging them. If, well, we're, and we don't give a crap about LGBT. You know, what you do in your bedroom is your own damn business, okay? You don't see me discussing my favorite sexual positions and whatnot, and you won't. And most people you won't, and you shouldn't. But these people have to air it out. But but anyway, if, if you think that this is going to go on unopposed, you're dreaming. Just You know, just because you, you got over in this one instance, doesn't mean uh, you're going to build off on this because, if anything, you're creating a backlash. But what I wanted to say is, folks, do what you can for North Carolina. If you can, you know, driving through, stop there. Stop at a store. Stop at a hotel. Do something. Uh, if you're thinking of opening a chain, I know I used to go to North Carolina three, four times a year. My wife and I loved the place. We loved it. And we weren't in... Uh, the uh, Katie Martinez, Hoy Polloi mansions. We were, you know, in uh, Walmart. We were at the grocery. Uh, we were at the PX. We were at the supermarket with the regular folks because we're regular folks. We love the place. And we were a bit disappointed when our son was transferred out because we were actually thinking of relocating there. Me, especially, I love the western part of the state, you know, towards the mountains. I really dig that. Uh, so if you could do anything for North Carolina like we did for Chick-fil-A, you go ahead and do that. Because how someone could say, oh, I'm upset because this man can't go into the bathroom. I mean, if I had a young daughter, if I had, like, if my daughter was 8 or 9 or 10, oh, by the way, they have grandchildren that age, granddaughters that age. And if I'm with them, I will be guarding the door like a Doberman pincher. And I would hope other men would do the same. And I would hope our citizens, when charges are levied against us, that the law enforcement sees such this overwhelming response that they're going to get second thoughts because... This is not right. You cannot have men exposing themselves to young women, to girls in the bathroom. And if someone condones that, you're a pervert. You're a sick ass. 
I mean, you know, show's only rated PG-13, I can't say that. But you're pitiful. You're disgusting. And Bruce Springsteen, I'm embarrassed to say that you're from New Jersey. You can go to hell and go somewhere else and boycott North Carolina. I'm just hoping and holding my breath that Bruce Springsteen is another one of these asses that comes out and says, if, if Donald Trump becomes elected, I'm going to move out of the country. You know, and Because I, I would tell him what I would tell all these other idiots, and I'm going to have to abbreviate it. And it's G-T-F-O now. Get the now. Don't wait. And so Bruce Springsteen, I'm waiting for you to utter those magic worlds so we could tell you GTFO because we're embarrassed that you're from friggin' New Jersey. You're a horse's ass. I don't care if you got a billion dollars, two billion, eight hundred million, you suck for doing what you did. I uh, I won't even go into the music end of it because he's supposed to be an entertainer instead of a jackass. Anyway. Do we have any callers? Oh, we don't. Oh, man. All right. Well, you don't want to call in. That's fine. That's fine. You just want to listen. You know, uh, I'm going to go back to what I said at the top of the show, what Ruben is doing today, what Doreen is doing today. I mean, I cannot believe that people are harping on slavery. Let's see. It ended when 1864, 100 years is 1964, 36. So it's like 152 years ago, slavery was ended. People, and I'm not condoning slavery. I've seen, you know, and read accounts of what went on. It was horrible what humans were doing to other humans. I wouldn't treat an animal like that. If I saw a person treating an animal that way, I would become involved. Nonetheless, a person, I don't give a damn what race they are. I mean, after all, aren't we Christians? Or even if you don't consider yourself a Christian, are you a decent person? But anyway, it's going on now. Right now, hello. Right now, people are under the whip. Right now, young women are being raped. Right now, young boys are being raped. It's slavery right now in the 21st century. No, we're not talking the 1900s. No, we're not talking wooden sail slave boats departing West Africa for God knows where. And also, you know, the other thing that's ironic, because certainly nothing is funny with this, what's ironic is now, in the 21st century, the premier slave traders are the Arabs, are the Muslims. So that that's an, an, another criteria, another critique of this civilization that, of course, isn't going to be promoted, isn't even going to be mentioned, isn't going to be whispered in the media because, as I've said before, the Arab oil money, the Muslim oil money, has completely brought out the Democrat and Republican parties. So it comes down from on high. You leave those Muslims alone. Don't you dare talk bad about those Muslims. Now, what's scary is I wonder if terrorist attacks with a lone wolf or whatnot 
would even be told to us. Don't forget how they threw Woods and the other fella in Benghazi under the, the talk about under the bus. They let these men die. Uh, and, you know, I still, I will not, before I go to my grave, I'm going to see to it that even if it's in my township, that the large roads be named after Tyrone Woods and Doherty, those heroic men who went to the consulate even when they were told, stand down. They saved almost 3,000 people. Now, I'm going to segue into this collusion between the Democrats and the Republicans. 33 people were saved. Do you know that of all these hearings, these bullshit dog and pony show hearings the Republicans did in Congress about Benghazi, not one of those 33 people were interviewed? How can you possibly know what happened in a situation without interviewing the people that, that, that were rescued? So tell me again the Republicans opposed the Obama agenda. Tell me again the Republicans wanted to defeat Obama 2012 because I don't think so. I just stand by my premise. They love the situation as it is. The, the havoc, the destruction, the farming out of American jobs, the dilution of the American populace with immigrants, with illegal, with illegal aliens from three continents is going on, and the Republicans love it, and they want Obama to take the blame. And I'm sure what they're saying in the back room, don't worry. You know, in public, we're going to say some nasty things, but don't worry. We'll see that Senator Corker uh, produces an, uh, an amendment and a bill so you can get through your uh, Iran capitulation. Don't worry. You can leave the TPP legislation 7,000 pages in the basement of the White House. No one could take it out. No one could make notes. No one could make pictures. No one could even look at it with their cell phone on them. And the Republicans vote for that. Tell me again they oppose the Obama agenda. This is why I am such an ardent Donald Trump supporter. He's exposed it all. Do you understand that? Because if now that we see the Republicans can fight down and dirty, the question has to be asked, why haven't they been fighting Obama like this all along? You're exposed. You're naked. The emperor has no clothes. So now Paul Ryan, I'm hearing, now is starting to rumble. He's going to have an agenda. He's going to have this. He's going to have that. Excuse me. You aren't the damn president. Paul Ryan, sit down. No, we don't want to triple the number of, of Muslim refugees, not because we don't like Muslims, but because we can't screen them. You know, when this all started, the analogy I made, you love M&Ms. There's a bowl of M&Ms in front of you. There are 100 M&Ms in there. Two of them, however, are poison pills and can kill you. Are you going to eat an M&M out of that dish? Of course not. So, I, and I can't believe the Republicans are doing this just because the well-heeled, uh, sell-out, unpatriotic capitalists want cheap labor. 
you know, as much as I like to think I know what's going on, there's also times I'll tell you two and two is five here. I don't know why this is. Are they intimidated? Are they just merely bribed? I don't know. But something is fishy when you see Republicans in public, you know, talking down Obama, but totally facilitating whatever the hell this, I don't know what he is at this point. Is he Kenyan? Is he Hawaiian? Is he Muslim? Is he Christian? Is he pro-American? Or what? Who knows? Because at this point, I certainly don't know what he is. Well, excuse me, there are some things I know what he is. Number one, he's a liar. Number two, he's a criminal. Number three, he's a thief. Number four, he's totally partial towards Muslims. I can't think of one instant, whether it was Muslim, non-Muslim, that he came down on the non-Muslim side. So after 742 decisions that he's made, all favoring Muslims, draw your own conclusion. doesn't matter if he himself is a Muslim. That's not the question. He clearly favors them at every turn, at every opportunity. Except, of course, when you're a man like the new leader of Egypt, who, when the Egyptians booted out the Muslim Brotherhood, that seemed to upset Obama tremendously. I mean, I had written Egypt off. I thought the Middle East was lost once the Muslim Brotherhood took control of Egypt. And I could talk two hours about how that happened, but I won't. We only have ten minutes left. But I was so proud. Now, don't forget, Egypt is a million of set, a country of 70 million people. It is the most populous Muslim country in the Middle East, the largest one. It is not one of the wealthiest. Almost 40 million people took to the streets. That, in our terms, would be like 150 million Americans going to the street. And, boy, I'd love to see that against those jackass, maybe one day. Obama didn't like those Muslims. He doesn't like Assisi. Now, he's also not liking the King of Jordan. You know, and it seems like any Muslims or Arabs who are able to overcome the bloodthirsty, savage, extremist, jihadist Muslims, then Obama doesn't like you. Those, that's the small category of Muslims that Obama doesn't like. Now, can you see what I'm talking about? I mean, is it as obvious to you as it is to me? Will you open your eyes out there? Will you please do that? You know, I refer to myself as Dr. Mark, your political optometrist, helping you see clearly. Well, do you see clearly on this issue? You do know, right, that Christian Middle Eastern Syrian refugees aren't welcome here. You do know that... Iraqi Christian refugees are not welcome here in the Obama administration. You have to be a Muslim. So has, is the mark helping you see a little clearly here about what's going on? Now, also, don't forget, it was either earlier this year or late last year, they had the U.N. meeting, the president of Argentina, who was a leftist, by the way, a woman, stood up at the U.N. and said that the Obama administration was twisting Argentina's arm to transfer uranium to Iran. 
Now, I thought this whole Iran capitulation deal was to stop them from enriching and creating uranium uh, so that eventually it could end up in nuclear warheads. So why in 2009 was the Obama administration pressing Argentina to transfer uranium to Iran? Now, I'm not making this up. She said this publicly in a speech at the General Assembly on the floor of the U.N. So as we used to say in France, WTF is going on here with this guy. Now, you know, I see other things on Facebook. Muslims help create the fabric of our nation. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. This man is so diluted, is so out in space, and yet he gets away with it because our effing corrupt press. You know, if there's one thing we as citizens could do, we should. I always wanted to do Channel 4. Because in New York City, Channel 2 and 7 are way over on, on the west side. No one would see anything. Channel 4 with MSNBC, Channel 4, CNN, they're in Rockefeller Center, which is the heart of Manhattan, off of Fifth Avenue in the 50s. We get 100,000 people there on a weekday because this press is pitiful. We get 100,000 people there on a weekday. Uh, guess what? We won't be able to be overlooked. We'll be in the media capital of the world, tying up the media capital of the world. And uh, I think that would be the most worthy thing a citizen's demonstration could do. And I also like Trump to do Channel 4 because don't forget, they're the media outlet that actually doctored audio tapes to whip up racial frenzy during the Trayvon Martin business. They actually doctored the Zimmerman 911 tapes and how when they were taken to court, how this deceit wasn't punished is a sacrilege. And of course it wasn't punished because once you go to the judiciary, usually you're, you, you're, you're encountering a renegade, lawless, ideological, totally political, un-American, unconstitutional jurist. And that's what we're seeing. See, because that's how the leftists roll. If they can't beat you in the ballot box, then they're going to overturn what you're doing with the renegade judiciary. That's something I hope a Donald Trump administration addresses because uh, they're having way too much influence. They're, they're surpassing their constitutional restraints. They're usurping uh, other constitutional rights. Uh, I know here in New Jersey I could go into a litany of injustices heaped on the taxpayers and the citizens of New Jersey by our justices. Uh, I, I, we could do a whole show on that. We really could. Uh, you know, my favorite is the illegal senator, the late Frank Loudenberg. Now, if I were governor, you know, the New Jersey Constitution, I'm just going to focus on this one. We won't talk about Corzon, you know, stealing over a billion dollars and not so much as getting a $15 ticket, um, et cetera. But in this incident, a few years ago in the Senate race here in New Jersey, it was a Republican and a Democrat. Two months before the election, all these horrible crimes and transgressions about the Democrat candidate surfaced. He tanked. 
Now, the New Jersey Constitution says either you can't replace a candidate no matter what, 50 or, it's either 50 or 60 days before the election. The Democrats were trying to do this inside 40 days. It was in the 30-something days. The New Jersey Supreme Court upheld it. Now, they were lucky this cowboy wasn't the governor because I would have dispatched three dozen state troopers. I would have arrested them because they just violated the New Jersey Constitution. And as governor, I have taken an oath to uphold and support the Constitution. So I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're in a robe. I don't care if you're in the legislature. I don't care where you are. You violate the Constitution, uh, you've got a problem with the governor of the state. But we have Chris Christie. Chris Christie's concerned about Chris Christie. Um, so nothing happened. But the Senate candidate was replaced 30-something days before the election. Before the election, the primaries were over. Everything was over. The Democrats switched it. Of course, it's New Jersey. It was Frank Lautenberg. He was an elder statement. He won. The Republicans were robbed. Now, looking back, I never understood why the Democrats were so hell-bent. And it was because they knew that they were trying to screw us with Obamacare, and they needed every vote. That's why I was up in Massachusetts for weeks to help Scott Brown. That's why I brought over a dozen New Jersey people up to Massachusetts and my begging your fellow patriots came up uh, because we wanted to stop Obamacare. The Republicans apparently did not go back to that conclusion again. Anyway, I'm going to end the show. We are Students for a Better Future, a 501c3. We are led by Doreen Finkel. Uh, right now she is burrowing into this issue of human slave trafficking. Yes, right here in New Jersey. Not 160-something years ago in plantations down south. No, right here, New Jersey, 21st century. So again, we are students for a better future. I've been all alone tonight. This This is your host, Mark Falzon, or as I call myself, Dr. Mark helping you see clearly your political optometrist. Everyone have a good evening and go Trump.